There's an old saying that the squeaky wheel gets the oil. This is just as true in our workplaces. As managers, we can spend so much time focusing on our problem children that we totally ignore the people around us that are doing great work. And that can be a problem. And that's what we're talking about today on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that challenges small business owners and entrepreneurs, just like you, to dare to be the exception. Join our host, customer experience expert, Mark Haynes, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you script and direct your business and teams to create jaw-dropping experiences your customers and staff deserve. Here is the host of Experience Leadership, author of Lights, Camera, Action, customer experience expert, Mark Hain. Welcome to this episode. It is so great to have you here. My guest for this episode is consultant, author, and speaker, Nelson Scott. And today we are talking all about staff recognition. We'll uncover what it is, what it isn't, and how you can make it an operational habit within your business. My one ask for you today is to go ahead and share this episode with somebody that you know could use this information. That's my only ask. If you've tuned into this program for any length of time, you'll hear me quoting stats from Gallup constantly because they do some really good work. Now, some of the data that they uncover is shocking, especially when In our post-COVID world, we should be more enlightened and proactive with how we lead our teams. So that brings us to our question of the day. When reflecting on your workplace culture, how confident are you that your team members consistently feel genuinely valued and recognized for their unique talents and contributions? I'd love for you to be part of this conversation. Go ahead and share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. Hashtag it, experience leadership, and put your comments down. Like I mentioned, I'd love for you to be part of this conversation. As I mentioned, my guest today is consultant, speaker, and author, Nelson Scott. For more than 20 years, Nelson has been researching, writing, and speaking at conventions and conferences about how to hire, engage, and retain the right people, including about the value of staff and ways to express appreciation within the workplace. Nelson is a member of Recognition Professionals International and a former president of the Edmonton chapter of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. He has written three books, Thanks, Great Job, 13 Reasons Managers Are Unlucky When Making Hiring Decisions, and his newest book, which is slated for release any day now, Thanks Again. More simple, inexpensive ways for busy leaders to recognize staff. Nelson, welcome to the show. Well, Mark, it's great to be here. So thank you very much for the invitation. I'm looking forward to our conversation today because we're we're born of the same cloth. Um, and I think we're just going to get so tickled with this, this conversation. Uh, before we get into the topic, could you tell us a little bit about how you serve your clients? Well, I think you actually touched on it uh, a little bit. I do consulting work. I, you know, uh, help organizations, you know, assess what they're doing in terms of staff recognition and provide some advice. 
actually, I just find the advice within the organization and package it up and give it back to them. Because if people were only listening to their staff, they'd find the, the information is already there. I you referred to it. I do a lot of writing. I have a, a newsletter that comes out once every two weeks. It's full of tips related to hiring and particularly given a topic today, staff recognition. I always have at least four staff recognition tips and try to have one, if not two, articles in the newsletter about staff recognition. And, of course, I speak at conferences. I do workshops on site for organizations. Love it. So we're talking about today specifically staff recognition. Why do you think that this is such an important topic today? Well, I think it's an important topic because in so many organizations often, well, you referred to Gallup earlier, and uh, Gallup makes a con- uh, one of the findings is the number one reason that people leave organizations is a lack, feeling a lack of appreciation. They aren't recognized. And you think about how expensive in terms of well, financial costs, also that your time as a, a manager or supervisor to replace people and get them up to speed. So that's it. The other thing is, again, citing Gallup, as you did earlier, probably less than a third of people are actively engaged in their work. That means they aren't just showing up for work. They're committed to the organization. They want to do a good job. They almost go from being employees or staff members, and they're almost volunteers in terms of going beyond the call of duty to get things done. Those are the type of people that make organizations successful. Yes. It's so interesting because when I talk with leaders who are in some semblance of a dysfunctional workplace, they managers tend to blame everything except what they do for their employees. I remember talking to one manager and he looked at me and he says, I pay my employees, so I expect them just to do good work. When people come to you as a consultant, what's driving them to come to you? Because obviously there has to be some sort of a self-vetting problem that our culture might be the problem. That seems to be the case. Uh, When people ask me what I do and I say I talk and write about staff recognition, they say, that's really needed. I know somebody who could really do that. And they often go on and talk about a boss they, they have, or more often a boss they, they left because of lack of recognition. And they say, that's the kind of person that needs your message. The reality is, I did, this book that I, is coming out in fall, thanks uh, again, at the beginning of the book, I say, those are the people that should buy the book. This book is about providing people who already believe in the power of staff recognition, and they want to take it further. They want to do a better job. They want to do more to engage and their staff and, and boost morale within the organization. And of course, they want to return, reduce turnover. Right, right. And it's, it's good that they have the connection, they made the connection that their staff, their workplace culture is tied very closely to the retention. But there does seem to be some confusion about the term recognition. Different organizations will put different focuses on what recognition actually means. So could you define the term recognition for us so we're all playing within the same context? Well, I think it is acknowledging people for what they do. It's it's noticing what people do. It's sending a message that people are appreciative for what they do, but they're also valued as individuals. Part of recognition is it creates a workplace where people feel they belong, that they're comfortable being themselves within that workplace. And recognition just helps that happen. If you feel cared for, if you feel respected, if you feel trusted, that's the type of workplace where people want to remain. Yeah, yeah. 
Are there any myths that you think we should be aware of when it comes to recognition habits and programs? Well, there's a lot of myths around why people don't recognize staff. They say, well, you know, if I recognize staff, you know, I might miss someone, you know, and they'd feel badly about that. And therefore, I'm not going to recognize anyone. And I know in previous episodes of of your podcast, you've quoted Wayne Gretzky. I've heard Wayne Gretzky uh, quoted by one of your guests recently. And, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Mm. Well, if you don't recognize anyone, uh, you're going to miss everyone. So it's far better to miss, occasionally miss one person than to miss all the other people who are doing a good job. The other one is people say, well, I don't know how to recognize people. Well, that's why you buy a book by, like, like Thanks Again or Thanks Great Job, because it gives you the tools, gives you the techniques that you can use. Another one is, well, I don't have time. And one of the things that I, the subtitle of the book says, it's written for busy leaders. I understand that people don't have a lot of time. And I make some suggestions. In fact, I devote a whole theme to saying, here's some ways you can find the time to recognize staff. And then the another one is, well, I can't, I have, I have no budget. Well, again, as the title says, it's simple, inexpensive ways to recognize people that we want to use. So it's doable that most of the things that are meaningful to recipients of recognition don't cost a lot of money. And often we get caught up in thinking about big events when really we should think about what we can do, what we can do in a, a simple way and so on. Yes. Like, for example, my number one staff recognition tool is thank you cards. Well, they don't cost very much, especially if you, you buy them at big box store and not and stay away from the stationery stores. I mean, you can have a whole bunch of them for just a few dollars, and then you can take some time and write notes. Even writing a message on a little sticky and, and putting it on somebody's desk, just saying thank you for what they have done, that can, can make a, a big difference as well. It's noticing the small things. Yes. There are some, like I've gone head to head with some managers who talk about that their recognition system is, you know what, every year we have to do an evaluation and then we recognize what people do well and then we give them a little bit of a raise. What you're talking about goes much, much deeper than waiting till the dreaded annual evaluation to exude any kind of praise or recognition. Yeah. Mark, maybe I should just talk about the ingredients that I think are important in recognition, because you've just touched on one. That would be absolutely amazing. And I'd like to get to that right after this. When the spotlight shines on your business, are customers applauding or yawning? In other words, how is your business performing? Make your business a star with a new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater by Mark Hain. Mark uses his business and acting experience to help you see your business like a live show so you can create a performance your customers will never forget. Buy Lights, Camera, Action today at your favorite online retailer or directly at markhain.com. This is a topic that I get really tickled about, this idea of being present enough that you're going to recognize people and use certain tools and techniques to be able to do that. For those of you who are just tuning in, I am talking with staff recognition strategist Nelson Scott. At the top of the show, I talked about how, as managers, we are getting distracted managing bad behavior, essentially ignoring our best workers. Do you think that that's why people are feeling underappreciated or is there something deeper? Well, I think that people are feeling underappreciated because they just don't receive a lot of positive feedback on their performance. 
different studies have suggested that people can't remember the last time they were recognized. They haven't been recognized in the last year and so on. Yes. And performance appraisals, is there may be an important component of what's happening. People need that feedback. But typically, I mean, often in organizations, they don't happen or they don't happen very well. And waiting a whole year to be have they say thank you just is not very meaningful. The longer we wait, the less impact it has. Uh, I sometimes when I've been doing a program, I'll begin by pouring a can of Coke into a glass and I'll set it aside and I'll leave it there the whole presentation. And I get to the end of the presentation, I say, "Does anybody want that Coke?" And people, nobody ever takes me up on it. Well, actually, one person did because he likes flat Coke. But most people don't because the fizz is gone. Well, the same thing. If we wait to recognize people once a year, or worse yet, once every five years at service where we celebrate people's five or 10 or 15 years service, it's not timely. And the impact, recognition is one of those things that should occur as soon as the opportunity presents itself. You know, even walking by and giving someone a thumbs up as you pass by, or perhaps just leaving a little note on their desk. Don't interrupt what they're doing. They're doing a good job, but just leave something there. Or leave a note on their desk that they'll see first thing when they come in tomorrow morning. I love that. It does take some semblance of intentionality. And you did mention the idea that a lot of excuses is that the business managers are too busy, that they don't have the time to do it. And as, as you were talking, I'm thinking, well, it takes intentionality. So what can we do to be more intentional when it comes down to actually being present enough to recognize people in our midst? Well, one of the things is get out of your office, walk around and see what's happening. Even when you arrive at work, take a different route to your offices mm. so that you see what other people that you don't maybe witness what they're doing often. You know, just set aside a few minutes each day for recognition. Maybe, maybe it's a good way to end your day. End your day with 15 minutes where you're going to think about who deserves to be recognized. Ask yourself, what went well today? What a wonderful way to begin the day. Mm -hmm. You know, think about that. And then you make a note to speak to that person tomorrow when they come into work. Or maybe leave a voicemail for them or send them an email or a text message. or Just get the information to them in some fashion. Let them know you appreciate what they did. So what makes staff appreciation meaningful? I think you, you alluded to it just before the break that, you know, some people will look at something and it won't mean as much to them as other initiatives. So how does one judge whether or not we can make recognition meaningful to the individual employees? Well, one of the most challenging things about recognition is that whether it's meaningful or not, is not a decision you as a manager makes. The value of recognition is in the mind and hearts of the recipients. So how do we help them find value in what we're doing to recognize them? Well, I use an acronym, the word GREAT, which, of course, appeared in the title of my first book, Thanks, Great Job. And GREAT, five ingredients. And the first of those ingredients, the essential ingredient, is that recognition must be genuine. It must be motivated by a sincere sense of appreciation. If that's not the case, nothing that you can do is going to make... You can't just go through the motions and expect you have to really... Recognition needs to come from the heart and not perhaps from the head. The second thing about recognition that that strengthens the message is that it's relevant. And by relevant, I mean 
the recognition relates to what is the organization is, says is important. Uh, we talk in the organizations set up, uh, you know, do strategic planning. They come away from mission statements and of values. But recognition can bring those to life. Too often, those documents get put on in a poster stuck up on the wall and everyone ignores them. The third thing is it should be explicit. Explicit means we need to be specific in describing what people have done. I sometimes allude to the, a card that you cannot find at Hallmark, and that is thanks for nothing in particular. Which, But the equivalent card is there. It says thanks for everything you do. Everything doesn't mean anything. One specific example shows that you as a manager is pay, are paying attention to what people are doing. The next one is it's appropriate. And this is where we get into the value is in the minds of the recipient. Different people want to be recognized in different ways. Different people have interests. They have career goals that you might incorporate into that. Uh, some people prefer to be recognized in public and some in privately. And the last one, which we've already really alluded to, recognition needs to be timely. So recognition must be genuine. And that message of appreciation becomes stronger when we use other ingredients. We make it relevant, explicit, appropriate, or time and timely. I love that. So those are the, that's what you do. I got goosebumps as you were saying that because so much of it is is true. Just very quickly, if this resonates with the audience, um, how can they get in touch with you, Nelson, if they want to work with you and explore your ideas? Well, my website is greatstaffrecognition.com. People certainly can email me, and my email is n, as in Nelson, m, as in mother, scott, at telus.net. Terrific. Now, your book is on the cusp. You have the hard copy in your hot little hands. Can you tell us a little bit about your new book? How does it differ from the original one, and what can people expect when they pick up a copy? Well, the big difference is, one of the differences, I guess, where I, the starting point was that I wrote the book for people who already believe in staff recognition. In the first book, they were I used a lot of stats and I quoted a lot of experts and used a lot of stories. Here, I just get right straight down to the point. If you want to uh, talk about how you recognize remote staff or staff working remotely, you just go to that theme in the book. Or if you want to talk about how to build commitment on day one, you go there. And what you'll get is a brief introduction followed by a whole bunch of suggested activities. And here's what, how I began. I began the book with my, what I call tip number one, the four A's of staff recognition. They are this, as you come across ideas in one of my books or from another source, think about it. Is this an idea I can adopt? In other words, is this an idea that fits my personality and will fit the work environment? The second is, is this an idea that I can adapt because it isn't quite right, but if I make some adjustments, I can do that. The third A, and this is something that probably a lot of people don't do when they write something. They assume everyone will embrace all the ideas. I say, there are ideas in here that may not make sense to you. Avoid those ideas. So you can adopt, adapt, or avoid the ideas. And the final thing that I suggest is be prepared to abandon staff recognition tips that simply are no longer working. They've become stale. Maybe they're not as effective as they once were. Maybe they're things we do simply because we have always done them in recognizing staff. I love it. You wrote your first book, I believe, in 2011 was when it was released. Have you seen that there's 
some big changes now in kind of how you approached it back in 2011 compared to how you would approach today? I'm not sure there's really been a lot of changes. So, I mean, now the, the, the reality of the workplace, the fact people are working remotely, that changes. We have to we adopt new ideas to recognize people there. We can take some of the ideas that worked when everybody was in the office and we can change those. One of the other things I address is uh, how staff recognition can make a diverse workplace a more inclusive workplace. And that is something I wouldn't have addressed before. I remind people that even the boss needs to be recognized. So, you know, there are ways of recognizing the boss that, uh, that people should consider doing. And I also put a lot of emphasis on peer recognition. I talk about how managers, leaders can encourage the staff to recognize their colleagues. And then I also provide some suggestions on what the colleagues can do to recognize their staff. I love it. It seems to me now that there's an expectation that managers are more like we talked about the word intentionality, but is there a way that we can make recognition a habit within our corporate environments? And if so, how do we start adopting that? Like, how do we start laying the seed that we now have recognition as a corporate habit among our managers and our leaders? Well, I guess we can approach that question from two points of view. If it's a large organization and we're talking to senior managers, I think they're not the ones who are going to recognize people on the front line. It's the, the managers. So, But they have to provide the tools that make that happen. But the other thing that happens, what they can do is they can model the behavior they want to see. They can be good at recognizing people. They can recognize people who they know do a good job of recognizing other people and provide that feedback. They can provide, you know, the tools, the you know, resources, the training that uh, is necessary. For a person on the front line, they can make it a, they can personally make a decision to make it a habit simply by uh, doing small things. Put recognition of staff on your to-do list every day. Unlike everything else in the to-do list, this isn't something you're going to be able to cross out and say, it's done, because recognition is never done. Right. A little tool that I give people in my workshop is something I call recognition rocks. It actually it comes in a little kit and it has its own operator's manual, but I'll just open it up. And basically, they are rocks, okay? The idea is that you may have, you know, a few rocks that you start the day with and you put them in one pocket and as you recognize someone, you move one rock to the other pocket. And it just, it's a, a reminder that you have that you should be recognizing people. Another thing to do is thank you cards are one of the tools you use. Have a stack of thank you cards sitting right on your desk. They're a reminder that you should be recognizing people. And you sit there and you look over and you say, ah, who deserves to be recognized today? Or another thing that happens perhaps is you just leave a little note to yourself. Or maybe you say to someone, maybe your administrative assistant or your manager or something, if you have someone who's supervising you, you just say, I want to do, I'm planning to do a better job of recognizing people. I want to have someone, I want you to be my partner in this. I want to be accountable to you for doing that. And you can come back and challenge me that. Create a, a thank you staff recognition toolkit, things with thank you cards, post-its, and all, all those types of things that you, that you might want to use, including, you know, something like a book on staff recognition, which I can are available, I understand. It'll be um, available at an online store near you. 
<laughs> well, they will be soon available from Amazon and Indigo, and you certainly can contact me, and I'll send you. I'll be happy to sign the book and send it off to you. How important is it to recognize people within team environments? Like I'm talking specifically, like at the beginning of shift stand up or the safety the safety meeting or you know, the idea that, you know, when you're recognizing people, maybe they're part of a, a whole, not necessarily individuals. When I was writing my first book, I had some people read different chapters and a bit of the feedback I got is it's all about indiv- recognizing individuals. There's nothing about we're a team and we're recognized as a team. And I said, right, I need to write another chapter, which I did. And really when it comes down to team recognition, people are part of a team at work but they're also individuals. So when the team accomplishes something, then you want to celebrate what the team has accomplished. On the other hand, you have to recognize that individuals also contribute in unique ways to what the team has done. One idea that comes to mind is, you know, if the team has done a good job, how do you recognize them? Ask them. Say, well, I've got a small budget here. Why don't you guys decide how you'd like to celebrate your success? Rather than saying, All the wisdom comes from the leadership flowing down. Love it. I'd love to get into some cautionaries as people try to get into this. A lot of times it becomes the the band-aid of the day. And so I'd like to get into some cautionaries and we'll get to that right after this. Attention meeting and event planners. Is your company or association planning a live or virtual conference, seminar, staff retreat? Are you looking for a fresh, energetic perspective on what it takes to put on a jaw-dropping experience for your customers or staff? Book customer experience expert Mark Hain for your next group event. Past participants have said, Mark kept us in stitches while teaching us how important and powerful actually designing our customer experience can be. Read more testimonials and find out how Mark can serve you and your group at markhain.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E.com. Welcome back. I am speaking with speaker, author, and consultant Nelson Scott. As you can tell, Nelson and I are passionate about serving entrepreneurs and business managers just like you. So if you belong to an industry association or an organization that is planning a leadership retreat, or a conference and you feel that we could be of service, feel free to drop us a line or do a connection request. Our details are in the show notes. This is a fabulous topic. And Nelson, you talked about some of your tools. Do you have any that you think really stand out for you to be uber effective, no matter what kind of industry we're in? I'm going to go, I made reference earlier to my number one staff recognition tool. And I said, that is a thank you card. Here's some suggestions around thank you cards. One is you want to handwrite them. I always do it in in a green pen, green ink. And I do that because, well, black looks like it came out of a photocopier, like everyone's getting the same message. And I don't use red because, well, all of us went to school and we know what red meant. Let's take it a couple steps further. You could leave the thank you note in somebody's mailbox at work or leave it on their desk or on their toolkit or someplace like that. But what if you drop it in the mail and mail it to their home? I mean, how how often do you get something hand-addressed in the mail? Not very often. And even if you don't, and you may not be the first one to see it, that person receiving it may not be the first one to see it. 
they, family members may go to the mailbox and, and get the mail. And the first question they ask the, their family, the, your staff member when they get home is, why did you get this note? And that gives the opportunity for the staff member to live their successful moment again. One other thing is never run that letter through a postage meter. Put a real stamp on it. And the bigger, the more colorful the stamp, the more that's going to stand out. So that's it. Give a couple more tips about that cards is one in terms of saving money, as I alluded to before, go to a big box store, buy them in cases of, you know, box of 20 or something like that. Going to save you some money. Another thing is to find time, always have thank you cards with you. And if you're waiting for something, if you're waiting to board an aircraft or you're on an aircraft, put your phone down and write a few thank you notes. Or if you're waiting in a doctor's office or a dentist's office, uh, don't pick up those mag magazines that are 15 years old. Write a, use that time productively to, write, to say thank you. I love it. You know, it's so important, I think, this idea of being able to make it personal and make it effective by you know, pe letting people know this is from your hand. Is there a time when the routine of thank you notes could become disingenuous? Yes, of course. That is true of anything. One thing that I would suggest as a simple solution there is, um, first, don't have only one design. Get a variety of designs so that it, they do look different, but also use thank you notes along with other things. You know, patting someone on the back, uh, going to visit with them, going back, uh, going back to thank you notes. But not only, you know, when somebody gets a handwritten thank you note, it shows that you've invested some time in them. They're that important. Time is something. Give, you know, you could say thank you by saying someone taken 15 extra minutes for your break today or come in a little bit late or leave a little bit early today. Because, and this is the key thing with recognition, it's not something you just do. It's something you do because they did something. I often think that there's a, uh, I think it was uh, Ken Blanchard talks about people needing two types of income. One is the financial income and the other one is the emotional income. And I kind of, when I think about that, I think, well, in terms of financial, in terms of the paycheck, everybody's entitled to get a paycheck. But when it comes to recognition, you should only get, you should always earn the recognition. I love that. And it's more than just, okay, thanks. <laughs> it's more than, th I was uh, speaking at a conference one time and the title of, it was shortly after my book came out and the title of my presentation, I think was, thanks, great job. Same as the title of the book. And I happened to drop into another presentation and someone had looked at it and said the program, well, I hope he said a lot more than just that. And I almost went up and said, yeah, I did. And the and, uh, book weighs about a pound, so I could have bopped her in the head with it or something, get the message across. But I didn't. I was polite, as, as I always am. You know that, Mark. <laughs> I love it. As people are listening to this and, and tuning in and taking copious notes, I hope, are there any cautionaries about starting this idea of creating recognition programs or even the idea of creating a new recognition habit? Well, I think I'm starting to repeat myself, but one of them is, you know, don't go through the motion. Believe in what you're doing. If you have not been recognizing people, begin slowly. Don't try to overwhelm them. That's going to create a sense of cynicism. In terms of recognizing people, don't do big things that, uh, you know, don't 
have every, pull all the staff together to recognize somebody. You know, do it privately. And partly because you are learning how people do that. I particularly recommend that you do it privately with new staff because it gives you a chance. You thank them, remind them that peer recognition is important and also get a sense of their experience with, with recognition. Because if somebody's come out of an environment where there was no recognition, you know, and they come into a, a culture that's rich with a pre, have a kind of an appreciation rich culture, that's going to take some adjustment on their part as well. Okay, one of the things that people sometimes do is um, at the beginning of meetings, they and this kind of relates to peer recognition, they say, okay, who would like to say thank you to one of their colleagues? Well, that's a great idea. But what I would suggest is you very limit the amount of time. And even though they're more hands up saying, I have somebody I want to recognize, and say, well, no, we're going to cut it off there. But you can always recognize people between meetings. And the reason you do that, you don't want to create a situation where there's a lot of recognition and that everyone, it's all, you've ex everyone has said everything they could say. And all of a sudden you look over there and there's Joe sitting in the corner and you say, oh, we haven't, right. come on, somebody, come on. Can't you come up with an idea? You know, there must be something that Joe did that we appreciate. Let's be sure to, you know, come on. And, and of course, is the recognition isn't going to come across as sincere. Right. And poor Joe is going to feel even worse than he did if he was feeling badly because he wasn't recognized. I like that he changed his socks today. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. All right. I he love this. Always, yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in some, I have worked with people and I might have appreciated them for doing that. But that's another topic for another day. This has been such a fun conversation, Nelson. Could you remind everybody one more time how they can get a hold of you? Well, my website is called greatstaffrecognition.com, and my email is mmscott at telus.net. Of course, I'm on LinkedIn. Please, you can find me there. And I'm on Twitter, or pardon me, I'm on X, whatever <laughs> that means. Love it. Before we sign off, do you have any last thoughts about what we've been talking about today? Wow. I going to ask give people just a small challenge now today's wednesday it's it's a day two and a half days left in the work week for most people i want you to find i want you to recognize one person before the end of the week just one person that you maybe haven't recognized for a while whether it's a pat on the back whether it's an email whether you speak to the person privately or in public or you send them a thank you note just take a moment to do that. Well, and I want to thank you and acknowledge you for sharing your passion and your expertise with us today. Thank you so much for doing this. This has been so great. Well, thank you very much, Mark. It's great having you. Why don't you let me know if this was of value to you? As always, my offer stands. If you would like 30 minutes of my time to brainstorm your business with you and your team, feel free to book a call on my online calendar. The link is in the show notes. It's the one that's marked meetwith.markhain.com. It would be my absolute honor to serve you. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and leave a comment or a review about this episode? Of course, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so. I'd love to get your feedback. Ultimately, was this of value to you? Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Mark Hain. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and I hope you dare to be the exception. Thank you 
for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhane.com for a full directory of available episodes. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please share it and tell your friends about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you.